this is Rhonda Hedges, the host of Humbly Human Podcast. I hope that this will bring you some joy and some laughter into your day. And hopefully the storm that you are facing give you a moment of lightheartedness to face what you have coming before you today or maybe something you've already faced. Enjoy. Good afternoon, Humbly Human listeners. I am sitting on my porch this afternoon, and I don't know when you'll be listening to this, whether it's morning or afternoon, but I have to say God has created the most beautiful day. Um, It's fall, and the leaves are blowing. The wind is, you can probably hear it in the background. It is absolutely the most beautiful day, Not not a cloud in the sky, just absolutely gorgeous. And so I come to you today with an episode I've entitled, slithering succotash and you'll learn in a minute what I mean by that Um, and I hope it brings you some laughter today because it is a funny story it's another one of those moments in my life that I look back on and I I just crack up laughing uh, thinking about how silly I am and and some of the things that I do and I have done so today again another transparent story about my life and the things that I go through so I hope you enjoy sit back it'll be a, a not a real long ride but a a short one into the insights of my crazy story and life I think often we watch things in life and we say, how or why is this happening? Then years or even sooner, we see how one event transitions to the next. We've talked about that a lot, how I've realized finally in my life how one event plays into the next one. So many of these connections have occurred over the last few years, causing me to realize that without the struggle of one season, I would have not been able to navigate the next season. Seasons of life are so very difficult and living through them can often feel insurmountable. That reality is once we exhale from the lessons provided, we find ourselves standing alone with our own thoughts. That's been a reality for me over and over again. I find in those thoughts that you can second guess and feel defeated. This is when the why creeps in and you look around Asking, why does that person not ever have a so-called season? It slithers into your quiet moments of your daily walk and you find yourself allowing the evil one to plant seeds of self-doubt and faithlessness. It abounds. Then if you're like me, the moment that the thought creeps in, a wave of guilt follows. For I wish my seasons were no more and I would wish them on no one. I've had some really dark ones, um, some ones I don't like to talk about, and if you were inside of my mind, you would see the dark crevices that I've allowed doubt and self-doubt and the evil one to creep in. I believe we were born with this desire to take control, to, to cross that metaphorical finish line, strong. Some of us, this is stronger than others. I have my whole life tried to control or handle situations. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not a bad thing, but individuals, for individuals, until they are awake at odd hours trying to turn their brain off, this has been me for years, or recently I found myself praying that God will help me to accept his will, realizing that I said last week that I have no control, if you listen to last week's episode. I should know this since over the years I have walked through various situations that have brought me to nothing but complete 
and other reliance on God and His mercy. The reality is this taking of things into our own hands is a lack of faith and not believing in His mercy and a belief that deep down we know better than God. Now, I know that kind of saddens you like it does me. The words coming from my mouth. I would never want anyone to think I know better than God. But I do this continually in and out of days. I think I do it more often than I really want to think about. And I know that that's not what God wants. I'm convicted of this all the time. I was certain I needed to take control of everything in my life. The reality is, I was merely demonstrating a lack of faith. Now, this causes me to remember a time that I was certain that I knew better. Now, I want to start this humbling moment with, with you realizing I loathe, absolutely despise snakes. When I was little, I took the story of Adam and Eve very seriously, that snakes are of the devil. I do not like them. I don't, if you have a pet snake, good for you, but don't talk to me about it. I cannot stand them. They give me the heebie-jeebies. I cannot stand them. In fact, I worked with a friend once who had a snake, and he would talk about going to the pet store and buying rodents to feed this snake on Friday afternoons, and I literally could not stand it. And the day he came to work and said that they had lost the snake somewhere in their house, I knew then. He and I could not be friends very long because I just knew that snake was in his pants or somewhere on him and it was going to come out and it was going to get me. All I could envision was I am never going to that person's house because that thing will get me when I get there. Now, it makes no sense, but I do believe in Genesis when that snake talked to Eve, it was of the devil and that was God's sign to me to not like snakes. Now, if you have one, you may feel differently. God bless you, but I cannot. I hate them. Now I recognize they are one of God's creatures, but this girl it has no use for that slithering, cold-blooded, skin-shedding, venom-carrying thing. So when my husband and I first got married, we built a house. And it was on three acres. Um, to say we were poor is a huge understatement. <laughs> Two young people building a house um, in their early 20s. We had no money. Let me tell you, when I say no money, I mean a new money. However, I look back on that time and know we survived on love and lots of homework and long hours working. I was in school. He worked all the time. It was a, a pretty rough start to a marriage. The one thing we did not consider with our first house sitting on three acres was the enormous amount of yard work. So, occasionally I was allowed to ride the zero turn lawnmower, a.k.a. Brian's prized possession at the time. Now each of each of the homes in the area were on three acre tracks so everybody had a pretty good sized yard and everyone was always doing yard work. On this particular spring day I was allowed to cut the back acre which was pretty far away from the house and um, I, I volunteered hey let me cut the back acre and Brian said okay but Gave me lots of rules and lots of orders of how to run that wonderful machine. And so I headed out uh, to cut this back acre. Now, I'm just going to secretly tell you I love cutting grass. Now, I don't want that getting out. 
because I don't want to think I want to do it all the time. But I do love cutting grass. And the one reason is it's a quiet time. You can think. You can I kind of pray and, and be in your own head. And, and it's nice. It's nice. The hum of the engine. I, I see why people like to cut grass. So I absolutely love it. So I was in the backfield. And um, it, it, you know, it was, it's a large area and pretty open. We didn't have any real trees then because it was a new um, construction. And as I'm cutting, I'm going extremely fast like I do everything. My neighbor was in his yard and he um, was watering some plants um, that he had recently planted. And I waved at him and um, I just loved being in the solitude of that moment. I remember thinking, this is so much fun. Um, it's kind of therapeutic. And if you are that person that gets me and fills me on that one, now I have a sister-in-law who absolutely would not even sit on a lawnmower, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. And she would not agree with me and that's okay. So I'm riding along and the neighbors in his yard watering, my husband's up by the house doing, I think he was grilling something at the time. And there's a field on the opposite side um, that has uh, cows and they board horses so got a picture I'm in between and um, riding the lawnmower then I saw it there in the grass right in front of me now this was no regular normal snake okay I need you to, you to follow me this thing was six foot long this is not a fishtail it was six foot long it was large as a tree branch this thing was huge it was later described to me that it was a cow snake. I don't even know what that means. I just know it was huge and scared the bejeebies out of me. Now, we live in Kentucky, and they say they can get that big. I don't know, but I just know that Satan was laying in the field in front of me. So I did what any snake warrior killer would do. That's what I became. I put my feet up around my ears. I pushed those two handles as fast as they would go. I revved the engine to high speed and I hit that snake as fast as possible. And I backed up over and over and over again. Not really sure how many times, but at this time, my neighbor and my husband were both waving their arms that stopped me. That's kind of what brought me out of this complete and utter trance of going back and forth. And the lawnmower would bog down and I would just push it harder to go over and back and it would bog down. And I, oh, and I, I, I desolated that snake. Now, the size of the snake was large. You can imagine the blood on the ground. It was everywhere. The two men stood laughing as I cut the engine with my feet still up around my ears. You have to picture that. My, my feet are at my ears. I think it's dead, my husband said. And why are your feet up in the air? I looked at him and that bloody ground, and I said, I had to keep it up there from it getting me. Well, we all died laughing. I look back on the concept of control this represents and truly how it serves to be a symbol of what I do with everything. I never just complete a task. I work until it is unrecognizable. It is, is never, it's never bad to work hard. Work, hardworking people, are, they're important. We need them, right? I'm needed. But when it consumes you and you find yourself pressured to complete things for, from no one other than this finish line that you've created in your mind you really are taking things into your own hands and telling God that you know better the reality is I constantly remind myself of this that the story's already written that I don't have to be like this no matter how hard we try to control situations God is ultimately in control and he has planned 
everything out. And it will ultimately occur that way. You see, that snake, I could have just ran over it and it would have killed it. I mean, they're huge blades under a lawnmower. It would have died. But I had to desolate it. I had to absolutely create a bloodbath where the lawnmower had to be cleaned by my husband with the hose to get the amount of blood off of it. I had to kill it that way. This should give you a sense of who I am as a person. No matter how hard we try to control things, I still, at times, go back to that inner snake killer. I've got to kill it. I've got to desolate it. I have to make have complete control. You don't just want to kill the snake in your life. You want to be a bloodbath. I want it to be unrecognizable. I don't know if you're like me. I don't know if you you have this fear of snakes and you absolutely think they all should throw of the devil and they must go. Or is it, if you think about your life, what are those things within your life that are like a snake that you attack, that you control with everything you have in you because you feel like that if you do that, you have some sense of controlling that season or that time in your life. I look back on some things that have been pretty difficult. One of the most difficult that I've shared many times was losing my dear niece. And I remember at one point, um, we were praying so hard for her to be healed and her body to be healed. And that just wasn't God's will at the time. And I remember thinking, oh, if I could pray harder, if I could just, if maybe God isn't hearing me, but he hears us. He knows our every thoughts. And I knew at the time that wasn't correct, but it was that desperation. And I don't know if you're facing a season like that right now where you feel so desperate for control. I think about that snake. I was desperate to kill that thing. I mean, not just kill it, slaughter it. And I think sometimes we look at life and the seasons that we're going through and we want that to happen. I recently was reading from a wonderful author that I absolutely love who's helped me kind of get through some dark times. And she described that if you're in that waiting season, which I currently am, I just let you know a little insight to myself. I'm in a what you call waiting season, not really sure what's going on with my life and and that's okay. I've given it to God and, and he has it. But in those waiting seasons, when you don't really have a clear outcome or clear destination, and you don't know what God has in store for you yet, God is still there and he is still sitting beside you, walking you through that season. And so, you know, she talked about filling those seasons with um, ways to become closer to God and be obedient. And I will tell many of you, someone recently asked me why I was doing a podcast. And I said, you know, I don't know. Uh, God has laid it on my heart for about three years. And I have absolutely avoided it completely, would not talk about it, thought it was crazy and would not do it. And um, recently, I decided that I had to be obedient to his calling, and that's why I am doing it. Um, I don't have that many listeners, and if you are a listener, thank you. Um, maybe it touches your heart. I don't know. But what I will say is that in this season of um, transition in my life, this is something that God has allowed me to become closer to him through. And so I hope as you go through this week that um, as you find yourself maybe consumed with a project or uh, 
you know, killing the snake in your life. Remember, God is always there. The story is already written. Take that breath and remember to just breathe. And there's that long list of to-do list that you have to accomplish. And the invisible race is pushing you. Pause. Take a breath and remind yourself. The story is already written. God has everything in control. He has the perfect outcome. And if it is a hard outcome, if it is a season of difficulty, he will be right there to be with you that you can lean into. So I hope as you go in through this week that you remember just put your feet up around your ears for sure. <laughs> because in my mind, that snake could come up through the through the lawnmower with the, the blades spinning um, in my mind. So I hope that you have a wonderful week. Have, laugh at, at the little things in your life. Get some joy. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed Humbly Human. Be sure to like and follow so that you'll get more episodes from us coming soon. We'll drop a new episode every week. Have a great day.